Welcome to Cocktails Over Coffee, a podcast that spotlights truly inspiring individuals that have taken a leap of faith by leaving their corporate careers, otherwise known as their coffee, to pursue their passion, otherwise known as their cocktail. I'm Janae Green, and I'm so excited to be here today with Nike master trainer, professional dancer, and so many other things, Tracy Copeland. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm so excited to dive into your story, your conversation. Um, but before we start, because you are so many other things besides the two things that I mentioned, tell me what you, what you go as. What's your title? My title? Oh, um, let's see. I, I would say it's uh, instructor... Uh, and, and mover um, slash like movement it. coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a combination of, of all those things, but like movement coach, I guess would be a big one. Um, yeah, and mover yeah. kind of encompasses everything that you do. Yeah, it, it does. Cause I mean, you know, it's not held into one box. You don't have to just be running or dancing or just doing yoga exactly. or hit workouts, just mover of life. <laughs> I love it. So Tracy, let's start at the beginning. Where did you start your career? What were you doing when you first graduated school? So I went into advertising. My first job out of college was working for uh, a tobacco company of all things and uh, in New York, but I really wanted to be in New York. And I realized that, you know, the corporate life just wasn't for me. Um, but, you know, I met some really great people and I learned a lot about myself and you know, it was one of those jobs where I had to wear a suit every day. Um, and uh, I just remember just needing something to do after work, um, something to keep and stay busy. And I was so used to, you know, doing a sport. I've been, you know, an athlete my entire life, you know, doing gymnastics and running track and, and soccer. Um, so I think I just needed something to do after work. So I just, a friend of mine had recommended like, oh, you should take some classes at Broadway Dance Center. They have a really good like hip hop dance class. And uh so I just went one day by myself and I was like, oh my God, everybody's really good. These are like the girls I see in the music videos. Um, and I, I was just so impressed and I was just, I, I took the class, it was a two hour class and I thought the warm up was the actual class itself. I was like, wow, this was amazing. And then, yeah, ready and, then to go. Like, and then like after we did the warm up, the, the teacher walks in and is like, okay, you guys ready to start the combination? I was like, this is, wasn't just the class. I thought right. this was what we just did. Oh um, and, and I had so much fun because I was listening to great music. I was surrounded yeah. by just like, just amazing different energy. And um, I was the worst person in the class, kid you not. Like I could not pick up choreography. Um, I could, like I could, couldn't remember the steps, you know, and everybody, I was like stepping over people and not knowing how to you know, mind my own dance space, but um, it ended up being just like so much fun. And I just came, I just kept going back because it was a different way of moving my body. And I, was, I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm not very good right now, but I think I can get better. And I just kind of held on to that. And I was just like, I just want to get better at this thing that I really like. Yeah. Um, and I just, it just fed a passion that I never really knew that I had. Yeah. And I think that just sort of opened up the door to a world of, oh, okay, um, you can do something else besides a nine to five job. Um, right. And, uh, and I think, you know, just staying with it and just doing it after work, and then yeah. a couple of choreographers reaching out and, you know, asking me to audition for things, which I didn't necessarily get right away. But then I ended up booking a few things. I was like, you know what, I think I want to pursue this thing called dance. And that's what I did. <laughs> 
so you so you started in advertising how long did you do that uh about a year yeah a year so you knew quickly mm -hmm. that that was not what you wanted to do yeah it wasn't even working in advertising it was more like on the brand side and i was working in like corporate responsibility so it had nothing to do with actually like the creative side of like right. making an ad it was more just like business the, the business corporate side and it wasn't even like the cool corporate side it was a very strange place and it was after 9 11 too so i think yeah. you know we were all at least me and my friends were just like what are we gonna do it's a recession and right. a possible recession we just want to make sure that we can work after we just were in school and, and broke for four years so right um let's let's get a job <laughs> and did you have any interest in advertising from the beginning or was it just something to do because you needed a job uh i did have interest i was okay. uh you know i, I I had my some members of my family, like my brothers in advertising and okay. his uncle is involved. So I think I like learned about the business through them. And yeah. um, I'd, I'd been a part of uh, even there was a minority program through the four A's and I applied and I did like a minority advertising internship program at Leo Burnett in Chicago. And wow. I just learned um, yeah. about about the business and I connected with people. And again, learned a lot about myself, but I thought that was the way that I was going to go, like right. working in for different advertising agencies. Um, and then it just so happened that the job that I got out of college, I was just like, like you know, okay, I applied. This is what um, I applied. And these are the guys that actually want to hire me. So I should probably go with this job. You right. Know? right. So, um, so I think that I just kind of put, you know, think my, not dreams, but like, the idea of working in advertising on the back burner because that's not really something that I was doing right away. Yeah. And so dance started as just a way to get some like energy out after work and blow off some steam. So you had no idea that this was a career that you could pursue. It wasn't something you had done before you started working professionally, correct? No, I, I used dance as a part of um gymnastics and like okay we, i knew a little bit about dance like i took a little bit of ballet like when i was like six or seven years old and we learned like dancing is what like what we did in between the, our, our um floor tumbling passes you know so there wasn't like a ton of like amazing dancing it was just like okay do a turn and then get to your tumbling pass. right there was a was little how, choreography there was a little choreography but not like full on losing you like learning like a you know full on dance routine like right at Broadway Dance Center. <laughs> right. So you started dancing and then at what point when you were taking these classes did you realize that this is something that you actually wanted to pursue professionally? I think it was it must have been around like when I was around certain people and they they encouraged me like mm -hmm. uh, people that I became friends with and um, they were like oh you're getting better and I think I, I hadn't gotten like the constructive feedback and I hadn't seen like, oh, if I put more energy here, then I'm going to get better. So people started to notice, but I was like, oh, maybe I could actually do this thing. And um, people would pull me into like performances that weren't necessarily paid, but just like, just as a way to perform. Um, because I think that was just a way to get out your jitters and be on stage. And I think it was like a confidence booster. And I, I think that kind of allowed me to open up a world of, oh, maybe I can go to an audition or um, maybe they can send me out on something if I have an agency, something like that. And um, 
So I think it was those, those moments that kind of sparked the impetus of, oh, you know, I can actually pull this off. Yeah. And, you know, like I made life adjustments, you know, when I first moved to New York, I was living by myself and in Brooklyn, in Crown Heights. It was a much different Crown Heights. That's where I'm at now. <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah. brother is still there. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and uh, my apartment was so cheap. And, uh, and, and, you know, even back then, if I wasn't gonna be working full time and getting a consistent salary, I was like, okay, I have to probably get a roommate or something. So I, like, I, I adjusted pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, moved in with a friend from college and, um, you know, I, I made it work kind of like a starving artist type of thing, you know, like because I was around other starving artists and yeah. that energy, even even though I probably made less than I did my first year out of college, mm -hmm. um, just trying to find like different dance jobs and working on the side at different like retail jobs just to keep dance alive. Yeah. Um, it was like some of the happiest times I'd say of my life because yeah. I was learning so much and I kept growing in an art form that I never knew that I had a passion for. So I think um, there's a lot of, there's a lot there and it doesn't necessarily have to be dance. It can be right. whatever this is that you are really into and you f decide to follow that. Um, and one of my favorite writers, Elizabeth Gilbert, she says, you know, follow your curiosity. And mm -hmm. um, so I was, I was curious about yeah. dance and that, that led to, opportunity and work and uh and i was curious about other things too which led to opportunity and work and it doesn't necessarily have to lead to work it just has to lead to something that you really enjoy doing and i think once you can find and hold on to that then yeah the world is so open to you it's true i feel like once you find something that you're super passionate about you kind of forget that you used to live off of a paycheck and benefits and all these things because it doesn't matter anymore you're excited about what you're doing and that's mm -hmm. more important than the security exactly exactly it's like you can't you start to learn the value of your own joy yes and you don't you don't want to ever undervalue that um, so no true. matter how much or how little you're making so i think that that is that should always play a role in whatever you're doing yeah it should your joy should always be priority yeah yes i got my wine in here since we're doing cocktails yes oh yeah cheers we didn't cheers <laughs> cheers <laughs> i got my wine too yes so okay so what are first steps when you are going to pursue dance and you know taking this leap of faith full-time what was you you made the adjustments what's next auditions do you have to get representation how do you go about that um yeah i mean back then it was you know to help to have an agent it helped to have you know a choreographer friend who was doing um you know choreographing music videos when mm -hmm. music videos were a big thing oh my um, gosh it feels like a lifetime ago <laughs> i know so i mean that that was like the time of like say what karaoke and all these you know fun MTV shows that, um, you know, we would see people dancing on. Um, so I think MTV being in New York just supplied the, the dance world with a lot of just like fun opportunities just to be on stage, to be in front of camera and to meet like-minded people. So I think it helped to have an agent, but it does, it's not like a deal breaker. Um, it, it just helps to have somebody who's excited about you, no matter what it is. So it's like, Someone's like, oh, I have this, you know, girl or guy and they'd be perfect for what you're doing or what you're working on. And if they're not excited to put you out there, then they're not going to be able to work for you. Um, so, I, so I think 
agent is like yes and no. I mean, right now, I would say you probably don't need one because you know social media can get you booked on something pretty quickly. It's so um, true. Yeah, it's being resourceful too, though. Like looking at you know using social media and using Google as a tool and things like that. You have to be pretty resourceful. Yeah, it, you do have to be resourceful, and I think um, I think back then it was just opening up the network, you know? So I think, I can't remember what book it was I was reading, but you know, they were saying, if you, if you want to be a chef, then you need to be around more chefs. If you want to be um, a jazz musician, then you need to surround yourself with jazz musicians. Yes. Dancing, <laughs> same thing. So like, I, I kept my Georgetown friends and my college friends who would also like moved to New York, but, um, I made a new group of friends who were mm -hmm. dancers and yeah. just kind of like auditioning and were great dancers who I looked up to and admired and just became close with. So I, I kind of surrounded myself with a group of people who were doing similar things and wanted to do similar things. And I think that kind of helped um, open up my network. And, uh, you know, we would tell each other about certain auditions and it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get this so you can't. It was like, oh, did you hear about this audition? Oh, it's, it's tomorrow. It's here. You should dress like this. And it was very much like a, we're all going to be in this together. Sort I love of thing. that. You supported each other instead of competing. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And I think, um, you know, with the dance world and in like anything, anything that is in front of a camera or behind an artist. Yeah. You know, it's also, um, you know, it, race falls into it, you know, like if you have, um, if you're dancing behind Beyonce or Britney Spears or Justin Timberlake, they can't hire uh, if they're hiring five dancers, female, all of them can't be black. There's probably one spot. It, it, you end up having to, ooh, am I going to be, you know, where do I fit into the mix? Yes. You know, so um, I, I learned very quickly my role and where, where I was in that mix. There were sometimes dancers that were way better than me um, and they wanted a certain look. And so, you know, sometimes I ended up getting it because it was a certain look and that was just the nature of that business. And sometimes the opposite happened um, where, you know, I wasn't the right look or, you know, wasn't tall enough or, um, you know, didn't have, you know, wasn't big enough. And yeah. so it's just, it, it came down to like, just how you look, not necessarily, you Your know, how skills. great you were. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I kind of enjoyed you know, these other parts of dance where I got pulled into doing pieces and choreography, mm -hmm. really intricate, you know, choreography and versus, you know, dancing behind an artist or um, a music video because yeah. that's like, I knew what that was about. And right. I feel like there's only, I knew that it couldn't be for very long unless I was going to make the next step and be a choreographer. And um, I appreciate choreographers and some of my best friends are choreographers, but I just know that that's not something that is deep inside of me. Um, uh, I would love for it to be, but um, it just doesn't, it's not that, that genius does not exist within me. Right. You know? um, so I just, um, I kind of knew my place yeah. in the dance world. I'm sure rejection was something that you dealt with. And, you know, I feel like in, in that industry where you're in front of the camera and you're performing, it's a big part of it. And you kind of have to grow this thick skin to deal with it. But how did you deal with rejection? What did it do to you? Did you ever feel like you maybe made a mistake? You weren't supposed to be pursuing this? Or did you kind of learn early on, this is just part of the game? 
Yeah, uh, I think it was, it was a combination of both. It was hard to get used to getting, um, not getting booked on something. Um, and, uh, you know, you book maybe one out of the eight auditions that you go on, maybe two, um, you know, and, it, and it's gotten way more competitive now, um, being that it's like, it's such a global thing, dance, commercial dance. Um, but back then it was definitely still competitive, but you realize, I realized, I was like, wow, okay. You can't get too, you can't get too, not comfortable, but you can't get too reliant on a, like a job, you know, or like, um, you can't think about it too much. Like once you, once you go in, you got to let it go the moment that you leave. Um, otherwise it's like, oh, did I do this one? Did I do that wrong? You can't, you can't control how people are going to see you. So I think that just kind of gave me like insight early on into like understanding like, yeah, I, I can let go of that. And I think even now, I mean, like with certain projects, I'm like, I can let go of that because that was never, that was never my job. Yeah, you know? exactly. That was never my job. I didn't have it um, yet. Yeah, exactly. And I think the moment that you start to put pressure on yourself, like I have to book this, this is great money. I can pay my rent for the next two months. Yes. <laughs> then it becomes what dance isn't supposed to be, you right. know? So I think, um, you know, I think I've had those moments too, where it's like, oh, if I book this, this could be great. I could be set for the next couple of months, you know, but, and then, and then you don't, and then it's like, okay, now what? Um, so you just have to really look at it in perspective and look at it in like long-term. Yeah. So what was the first big gig that you booked? Um, little, first little things like MTV here and there, like little MTV commercials, hip hop commercials or music videos. And then uh, I did, someone came to class and started like looking for dancers, like a choreographer. Um, and and uh, they needed someone to leave in like the next couple of weeks. And uh, they were like, ooh, what about her? It was like between me and another friend of mine actually, um, which was tough. Yeah, it made it really tough. Um, yeah, I can Because imagine. I think, yeah, and she was like my best friend, is my best friend still now. But they ended up between the two of us and she ended up dancing with different artists like Rihanna and like working her way as a dancer and then going on to um, choreograph like big productions. Um, so uh, it was for Jay-Z and um, we, I know and I ended up going to rehearsal like the next day um, and like rehearsing for maybe like three or four days. And it was like one of the toughest things I think I've ever done because I'd never really performed that much yet. Yeah. Um, but it was like a lot of, I'd done hard choreography before, so I wasn't a stranger to that. Um, yeah. I just was, I was a stranger to performing on a big stage. So um, that was a bit every day. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really intimidating. And I, every day I was like, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get let go. Yeah. Um, this isn't going to be, and it's going to be so embarrassing. Um, but for some reason, they kept me on the job. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's the reason you deserved to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I fought. I, I definitely struggled uh, just learning and remembering choreography through yeah. dancing to like six or seven different songs. And Beyonce was on a few of them and she would show up. So that oh was my like, gosh. I had to like 
not fangirl, you know, like, oh right. my God, it's Beyonce. Keep your cool, keep your cool. Keep your cool, I'm going to stand next to her. This yeah. is so cool. So it was, uh, it was intimidating to say the least, but, yeah. um, and we were in 38 different cities, like on a tour bus and there were four oh my gosh. female dancers, four male dancers, plus a choreographer and I think a stylist. And again, that was like another, if I like really go back and think about that period again another pocket of like this is the best time of my life yes um and not and it's so funny because i think people some people have the wrong impression of dancers or at least backup dancers and there's a certain maybe stigma attached to that and you know having access to hollywood and and musicians and yeah the glamour behind it the glamour and like like you suddenly become like oh that she's that type of a girl because she was mm. a dancer and and i had to be like well actually no that right. i'm not that type of girl mm-hmm. i was not the one you know backstage trying to like get in some you know one of the rappers you know hotel lobby like it wasn't that right. wasn't me no. um i think I really, I mean, it was fun to meet those guys for sure. Yeah, yeah but, it's huge. Um, it's a huge moment. Yeah, because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Snoop Dogg and Owen Buster Rhymes, Owen Missy, Elliot. Yeah. Oh, she's really short. Like, okay. <laughs> she's, like, she's, I've heard she's really <laughs> tiny. <laughs> yeah, she's tiny. Yeah. Um, but like, again, but I also got to like travel the country on a yeah. tour bus and, um, so it, it was just like another iconic moment. I remember when I told my mom that I booked it, like when it was actually official. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go on tour with Jay-Z. She's like, oh my God, that's Jay-Z. That's amazing. She's like, but wait, who is Jay-Z? Oh my God. <laughs> she did not know. I mean, my mom is very hip. Yes. I have to say. She's like, she's she's a cool mom. She's not like, she's not yeah. like. She's not stuffy and rock. boring. Yeah. No, no, no. She's at, at that point, like Jay-Z was, he wasn't as big, big. Is he He's is not now. who he is. To, yeah, exactly. This is before Barclay Center. This is right as him and Beyonce are starting to date. And it was okay, still yeah, like... Okay, yeah, this is early, early on. It's kind of early. So it was like, the tour was called Rock the Mic. And it was um, it was with their Crazy in Love song together. Oh my like, gosh. Duh, duh, yes. duh, duh, duh. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is iconic. That is incredible. <laughs> So yeah, so it was that song, and yes. it was like the uh ohs, that like uh oh, uh oh. So you did that, the like the what's that move called? Is it like it's like a yeah. bop kind of bop kind of yeah. yeah. I don't know what I mean, so we ended up having to like she wasn't on the whole thing, but okay. she came on about seven or eight of the dates with us, and so we would have to like dance with her, and the choreography would change when she was on stage, and um, so it, it was just like. And also it's make, making those adjustments too of like being professional enough to know like, okay, now that she's here, we got to adjust or relearn choreography. Um, so it was, it was, that's like it a was pinch a me moment. Like, it, could you believe <laughs> that you were doing that? That's huge. And uh, no, no, it, it was definitely huge. Um, I, I, it's like something I have to make sure of because it was before iPhones, you know? Yes. And before, How did like, you document those things? Yeah, it, before iPhones. I know. <laughs> Do you have videos like, and pictures? I know. You, somebody, one of the other dancers, uh, his name is Bam Bam. I was like, that's what he goes by. Yeah. Bam Bam. He's like, um, y'all, do you have footage of the, t- the Rock the Mic tour? I was like, man, you know, I've been trying to get that footage for the past like 10 years. Right. Um, like, 
And and the footage that they did send, like I, I kept in touch with one of the like stage managers. He okay. sent me like, you know, from way back, and like you could kind of see it was just like yeah, you couldn't no, see anything. I know you need yeah. like the up the like the professional footage. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, I didn't really get you know a lot there in terms of footage, but I got a lot of photos and yes. And what yeah. I will say is a time before iPhones, I feel like you really had to rely on your memory. So I feel like you had to just really be present and soak all that in because you weren't capturing it on Insta stories and on your phone. No, there was no Insta stories. It was barely YouTube. I'm gonna date myself age-wise, but it was a time of like the T-Mobile sidekick phone. Yes. That just yeah. like, and it was like, everybody was on Slides it. up, was yep. Like, Slides up and everybody was like texting each other. And yes. that was like, that was the thing. There was right. no photo attached to that. Um, wow. How did your career from dance evolve? Um, let's see. I guess it was dance led to fitness pretty quickly. Um, but I think I also had like, before that, I had questions about my life of like, if I was making the right choice and knowing that, you know, I had to dance wasn't going to be forever. So what do I do next? So, you know, I, I thought about the idea of going back to school. Do I go to business school? So I started studying for the GMAT and took like one of those GMAT classes yeah. every week. And I was like, maybe this is what I should do. And just so I can have it as a backup. And right. all my other friends from college are like, you know, living their life and already have their business degree. And right. I'm like, okay, I'm, I have a roommate. And I felt like I was, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Yeah. But I think that's the mistake that we make pretty the comparison. That's yeah. Like, and yeah, I think you can't. You, you can't. And I think, you know, when you're in your twenties, actually at any stage of your life, because yeah. I still do that, but a lot less. Um, yeah. it's, it's easy to be like, mm, I should be married and have a kid. But, yep. but you know, how do I do that now? Um, so I think I just, I opened up options for myself and took the GMAT a couple times and then, um, and then I think I ended up taking a job, uh, at clear channel just to, um, just like to sustain myself. Cause I was, I wasn't working as a dancer. I was doing like fit modeling, which is like when you try on clothes for different brands. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was from, uh, you know, like a dance gig that just, I kept um, one of my friends, um, she just like, found an ad in the paper. She's like, oh, they're looking for American Eagles, looking for fit models. Do you want to go and audition? I'm like, okay, cool. So I'd been doing that for like a year and a half. And you just basically sit and read a book until they tell you to try something on and yeah. easy stuff. And then, um, so I did, I did clear channel for a while, mm -hmm. uh, about a year. And then a friend of mine and I, who was that dancer yes. who did not get selected for Jay-Z. Actually, I could tell you her name. Her name is Luam. Okay. She's amazing. Yeah. Luam, she's um, choreographed everyone from like Brianna to wow. Kelly Rowland and Beyonce. Um, yeah. Oh my. So she, yeah, she definitely, her career went off to be very successful without that oh, yeah. tour. Oh yeah. 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 And she's, yeah. And like I said, she's my best friend. She has two kids. I'm godmother to one of her kids. Like she's, she's, Dance brought me my friends too. I think that that's was the amazing. Gift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, like it brought the, you your community. It brought me my community, and even though I'm in Seattle right now, yeah. like I still um, will have like a dance session virtually with some yeah. of those friends just to stay connected. Um, that's awesome. 
Yeah. So, so pivoting from dance into fitness, um, yes. I think there was like a two year period where I was like going dabbling in and out of business. Mm-hmm. And, and then there was an opportunity to create, uh, to work on a clothing brand, me and my friend Luam and uh, my friend from college, Mark, we started a clothing business called Wild Child. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. <laughs> what kind of what kind of clothes? Like, what was it? Was like it was like hoodies, t-shirts. Okay. Like dance dance gear. I and, like it. Uh, yeah, we we sold it online. We sold it at dance conventions. Okay. Um, we ended up being on that like this MTV show, uh, randomly. Oh um, wow. Okay, so it did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they, we got a lot of good PR. They put us in nice. um, um, black. Enterprise Magazine, because we were technically Amazing. a black-owned business. Yeah. We got some really good publicity. Yes. Just, it ended up being a little bit more costly than, yeah. like, um, profitable, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, at least during, like, the fourth and fifth year of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had so much overhead, and we were getting it made in China. Right. Um, we had an office in the Bronx. So we did that, like, for, like, three or four years. Wow. And then, um, and I was doing that full-time. And then... At some point during my wild child period, I got tapped for someone at Women's Health was like, oh, we have an audition. We're looking for a dancer, um, somebody who dances for this story that we're telling in our Women's Health magazine. And I went and auditioned and uh, they're like, oh, this is, you're actually like, you're a great dancer and this and that. And I'm like, okay, thanks. So they didn't use me for that story. Um, they end up using me for something else. Like, oh, we, so they booked me for, you know, something following two weeks or something like that. And that opened up a world of like women's health and shape and runner's yes. world. Like and the media world. Yeah, editorial. Yeah. And I met people in yoga mm-hmm. there. I met models who were yoga teachers. Okay. And so I ended up going to different yoga studios, taking classes and then you know, I ended up really enjoying yoga mm-hmm. and that got me and they're like, oh, you should get certified. And yeah, I decided to get certified in yoga and then um, started teaching yoga um, at Strala um, in Soho. And then I got, I got started getting certified in like hit training and then was oh. teaching dance here and there. Um, and then there was a Nike audition at some point in there and I just showed up. And I was like, one of those moments where I was like, ah, they're probably not going to pick me. You know, I, I thought about like, eh, do I really, should I go? Yeah. Because I had an audition for that. And I had an audition for like Real Simple magazine, mm-hmm. which is, um, they're like a, a magazine I'd worked with before. So I'm like, I have a much bigger chance of booking Real Simple than I do Nike. And uh, so, I, but I went in for both and I was like, I'll try both. Yeah. Why and not? So, exactly. So I think it I get it's important for me to just always go. Yes. Always put myself out there because you never know. Um, like, like you book 0% of the jobs that you don't go on. So exactly. you have nothing to lose except maybe a couple hours of your day. Exactly. So, and I ended up booking Nike, which I didn't know what that was. Right. So um, what, what did you think you were going to audition for with Nike? I was like, they're like, yeah, they're looking for trainers. I was like, but what is the job? They're like, oh yeah, it's going to be ongoing and you might be teaching some classes. Super and vague. Like, what type of, I mean, it was like very, very vague. Okay. Um, and my but it's Nike, like, oh, so who cares? I know, I'm, exactly. I'm like, well, I'm going to show up. And right. uh, like I went and I was like, I was so insinuated because people had like battle ropes and they brought 
equipment and I'm like, oh, I showed up and I just like, just sat there for like the interview and just yeah. talked, you know, a little bit about who I was and what I like to do. Yeah. And, um, and I found out like a week later, you know, the agent was like, oh, good job. I'm like, what does that even mean? Right. So, so I, I later learned that it was like to teach Nike training club yes. in New York mostly at like the Nike stores yeah, and then to like to teach other people how to teach Nike training club. Mm -hmm. um, but then it led to like, you know, uh, me being on a photo shoot, like helping athletes, uh, you know, in front of the camera, you know, because I've been an athlete. So it's like, oh, we're doing, we're photographing this gymnast, Gabby Douglas. Could you be on set with her? Um, just to, you know, make sure that, you know, she's comfortable and it's properly warmed up and that we have her form right. And like, I'm checking Gabby Douglas's form. That's crazy. Like, right. What? Like, why does she need me? <laughs> that's so I had to like. The job evolved. Like, yeah, it just evolved into just took parts of things that I had already done before, like yeah. in front of camera, like with some of those editorial shoots and exactly. shoots with other brands um, and then merged it with fitness. And yeah. then also like, my love of like being creative in a way mm -hmm. and like movement coaching. So I, I yes, like what, do, how do I define myself? Movement coaching and movement direction, I think is one of those things that yeah. I really enjoy doing. Um, and it's just like allowed me to just work with different talent, including yeah. athletes that I really admire. You know, with Nike, it's like every day is a different job. Um, it's like, I could be training people. I could be training I could be working with Gabby Douglas. I could be, they took me to the Olympics four years ago to train media. Wow. Um, yeah. Huge opportunities. Huge opportunities. They, they um, being a runner, they asked me to help coach the new running program in New York wow. when it first launched. So I was coaching something called Trend Day, which is a combination of training and running. Okay. Um, that was with um, Coach Bennett, who's like head of Nike Run Club and mm -hmm. Knox, who is more of like a distance ultra running athlete. Um, so just, it ended up being like, oh, you, you're a runner. Oh, put you here. Oh, you dance. Oh, let's put you here with Jesse J because Jesse J is going to be in the NTC right. app. And so like, you know, I would travel to London to like help create a workout for Jesse J that she could have yeah. in the Nike Training Club app or um so it was just it was a and you had no idea that this job that you went out to audition yeah. for was going to be what it was no yeah I had no idea that it was going to be you know this this involved but I think it's it was one of those things that you know every opportunity within Nike I just kind of said yes to you like are you available I'd be like yeah yeah I'm available and like doesn't matter like you know I just I just wanted to learn more yeah and to be around other athletes and people who like to move, people who like to run, yeah, people who are gymnasts. Um, I felt like I'd found. I'm like, these are my people, and mm -hmm. they're 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 continue to be my people. Um, yeah, you know. However, this this role evolves. Being a Nike Master Trainer, I don't think it's forever. It should yeah, be it forever. Seems, it seems <laughs> ongoing, right? So you've been doing it for a while. Uh, I've been doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah. I've been very lucky and grateful but I think it's also I do you know a lot of behind the scenes work too yeah. I'm not necessarily like coaching Nike training club in front of people I'm not 25 anymore but I've been doing Nike training club for about six I think this is my seventh year now so you know just finding a way to stay relevant within the Nike matrix and um, um and just continue to use my voice to help people 
move, meet their goals, follow their curiosity, all those things that we talked about. Yeah. With it, with quarantine, how did the fitness world kind of change? I know now you have your at home studio, so I know a lot. There's a lot more virtual things happening, um, but did it take a hit on fitness? Did it kind of ramp it up because people are working out at home more? People were kind of not motivated. Some people were super motivated. It was kind of yeah. all over the place. <laughs> it's a it's 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 all over the place. I think in the beginning it was like we're gonna work out. All the time, and everybody's posting their workouts on the and... lunch breaks in the morning because you're you're at home. You're like I can literally walk to my oh my god and work out. I think it's just whenever you had too much of one thing, yeah, and it was, and I think part of fitness it could be very um, like self promoting and just like yeah. this is just, you get abs like this and mm-hmm. legs day, and when it becomes like about parts of your body, yeah. then it loses the health and wellness factor. It just becomes more about. Right. Um, this is what, this is how you can look. It's a bit more showy. Yeah. And I think there are benefits to working out. There's no doubt, you know, of course, but I think, uh, it just became, there are parts of fitness that can go there. And I think, yeah, I think I I try to stay kind of away from that as much as possible. Um, and just keep it more about like, how are you feeling today? What's going to make you, what's going to make you feel good and yeah. what I'm doing and you can do it too. And let's yeah. run a 5k. I run a marathon. You can run one too. Like, let's go. Like there's a, there's a whole mental health component too that like, especially in the beginning, those yeah. first few months were really tough on everybody. Yeah. So I think it's just, I think the nerve factor, uh, like in the beginning of the pandemic, I think people were just like, uh, what do we do? I guess we're just going to work out, yeah. you know? And even, even me from a work perspective, I'm like, I guess we're not shooting anymore, you right. know? Cause we can't like, how do we uh, shoot? You need a crew. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do we, how do we shoot? <laughs> how do we capture anything? Um, yeah. things were canceled. Uh, there, there was my last job that I did was in, I do stuff with them like well and good. And mm-hmm. I like write some workouts with them. They've been a really good, just like partner and great network. And they, they've even lately, um, I'd say over the last couple of months, especially since um, the passing of George Floyd, they've been mm-hmm. just really good at just amplifying black voices. And uh, I've been working with them for like a year and a half now. So, um, so the last job I did was like right at the tip of the pandemic where I was like, are we actually going to go travel? Like it was teaching a retreat in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, and I was like on the phone with them. I'm like, um, so, are, you know, like China shut down parts of Europe. Like, are we showing, like, is this, is this event still happening? And they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah it's, happening. <laughs> it's happening. And like, we haven't heard anything otherwise. And, um, and the people who were like, who signed up for the event, they're like yeah. slightly older women and they live mostly on the West coast and mm-hmm. it ended up being like such a great, like fantastic trip yes. and such a, an amazing group of women. And it was yeah. the perfect, like last trip yes. before, <laughs> before things got really crazy yeah. um, because it was very much like check in, check out. People are just like going through divor- divorces. Um, people worried about like the election yeah and so much like, to worry about like like a group of like doctors who hadn't seen each other in like three years they came yeah. together as like a reunion and then a team of lawyers they were there for so it was oh. just like it felt like a sisterhood yeah um and i'll always remember just that trip and uh aspects of night here opening up mm-hmm. um 
I've been working on a few things here and there, mostly virtually. So it's like amazing what you can do over Zoom right. and like look at people through a screen. And well, people have yeah, gotten very right. creative now. Yeah. So it's like, it's like opened up like your, it's open, it's opened up the world of like what we can do right. in a very like, um, you know, when you can't be in someone's space. Right. So. So what are you looking forward to? What do you have upcoming that you're really excited about uh, maybe in the new year or even this year? I know a lot of people are ready to leave 2020 behind. So <laughs> what do you have upcoming? Um, it's, a, it's a tough one because I feel like the moment I start to look forward to something is the moment like you can't really rely on anything too much. So I think that's very I, true. So I think it's more like I get used to like the, inconsistency of yeah. what the last six months have been like mm -hmm. um and what what's in my control is my immediate space and yes. my day by day and just like one breath at a time yeah. um and I, I go back to you know even elizabeth gilbert i was listening to one of her igtv stories or something like that and yeah. she has something just like really interesting that she said about this time period and how at first she was really nervous and like, oh my God, am I gonna be stuck here? And like, she was like this. Right. And then she's like, you know what? You're a spiritual person. Yeah. You're very in touch with yourself and your own body. Yeah. Um, and you've been actually, you've been working on yourself for a very long time. Um, and, and we've been practicing, like there's a reason we call, we have these things called practices, like a yoga practice or, um, or a, a meditative practice or even like a hit class you know that is a practice or strength like these are all practices and like i think it's easy when you have a sport like gymnastics practice and there's a meet but you have these practices that are just going to prepare you for this thing that is happening right now yeah you know yeah. so it's like so let's i'm i'm excited to sort of uh amplify those practices yeah and just make them even bigger yep. so get deeper into like a meditative practice yes. get deeper into just reading more yeah. um, learning more um you know maybe even getting another certification yeah you know, now i have the kind of have the time to do it and i don't have to be somebody that actually goes into the space right um so i think you know just adding on top of just like that that knowledge um so like before it was dance. Now it's like, okay, how can I do it in a way that doesn't necessarily involve me dancing and rolling around on the floor all the time? You know, right. I think I could do it in a way that is still creative. Um, yeah. Maybe it's writing a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe it's um, maybe it's getting more into a guitar practice. Maybe right. it's learning Adobe Premiere mm -hmm. and Photoshop. You know, it's and learning doing it like yeah. So I think. I think I'm, I'm just looking, looking forward to just taking time. Yeah. So I like to wrap up every show with what I call a shot, which is something small and strong um, that you want to pass on. It could be a piece of advice, something that you've learned. What do you want to share with anyone? It doesn't have to be people that, people that want to pursue dance or fitness. It can just be something that you think everyone should be hearing. Um, I think it's... I think you have to one I, I talked about it earlier just um continue to follow your curiosity whatever that thing is that you're curious about um and just just live with passion and not to say that you have to be creative 
because that's not necessarily for everybody. But I think there is, not everybody loves what they do, but now's a really good time to find out what you really love doing. Um, you know, so I, I just, I would just encourage people to start there um, and and never, never underestimate the value of their own joy um, because that's, that's what makes you you. Right. especially during this time of like uncertainty yes um just leave the door a little bit cracked open because yes. you're not you're not really sure like what sort of possibility might be coming your way yeah. if you leave it just a little bit open then the right things might come in and you could decide if you want to shoot it in or if you want to keep it in and then yeah you could live your life from there I love that. Keep the door cracked. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Tracy, and cheers to you.